We would love for you to sing with us. You're here. Let's worship together. You can find the lyrics on thefreshwater.church. Just go on there. There's some PDFs that you can download and follow along and worship along with us. But let's celebrate the risen Christ together. good to be together in this way. If you are just pulling in, happy Easter to you. Um, You can find the lyrics of the songs at thefreshwater.church, so go ahead and do that. Uh, For all of us, what an amazing opportunity, what an amazing experience just to to be able to pull in and to do this. Technology is a gift from God to do that, Um, but 
Jesus is risen, and we're going to celebrate that this morning. We wanted to do this song when everyone had gotten here. We'd planned to do it before, um, but we just wanted to celebrate new life in Christ, that now he is resurrected, our life will be resurrected as well, and we have new life in him from this time forward, and so we're just going to celebrate this together. Honk if you're ready to sing with us. All right, let's do it. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing, but failures I try to hide it was my turn till I met you hey. you called my Welcome. Welcome to the Freshwater first ever Easter celebration in the parking lot, right? This is a little weird. 
Um, this is a little crazy, but it's kind of cool all at the same time, is it not? It's just really neat, as Jake had said, to be able for all of us to still come together and to worship, worship in this way. And for all of us, this is the first time that we've all gotten together to celebrate Easter Sunday during a pandemic, right? During a pandemic in the United States, a pandemic really that has touched the entire globe. And because of that, it's all affected us in some way. It's all affected us in some way, right? So in this effect, we've had different emotions, different experiences, different thoughts as we work through this. And I don't know what feeling you have right now. I don't know what experience you're currently going through. I don't know what thoughts are currently going through your mind, but I wanna challenge you to look at this pandemic as an opportunity. This is an opportunity for us to possibly experience the resurrection story like we've never experienced it before. An opportunity to worship our Savior in a way that we have never experienced it before. In a new way. In a deeper way. And that's how we've all come into this parking lot this morning. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back with me to that first Good Friday. I want you to go back when Jesus was on the cross. He was beaten. He was crucified. I want you to go back to them taking Jesus off the cross and going to the tomb to bury him in the tomb. Are you there? Are you thinking about it? What would that have been like? Now, I want you to think about the disciples. Think about the disciples and the Christ followers. What would it have been like for them? What would their experience have been? What would their thoughts have been? What would their feelings have been? A sense of loss, a sense of grief, a sense of confusion, a sense of doubt. Just all of these thoughts running through their head. Can you see them there? Can you be there with them? It would have been that exact experience where the resurrection story would have entered in. During that time, this is what would have taken place. So in John 20, John 20, verse 1, John 20, verse 1, says this. Now on the first day of week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their home. See, they didn't, they didn't realize that Jesus had rose from the dead. They just believed that his body had been taken. But Mary, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she, stood, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting there, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord and do, do not know, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But I go, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. He has risen. He has risen. He has risen. So let us worship our risen King.
praise you and worship you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Just in your resurrection and in your power, we worship you and tell you how awesome you are, how amazing you are. We lift your name high and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, start flashing your lights if you have a kid in your car. Flashing your lights if you got a kid in your car. Okay, good. We got a lot of lights this service. That's awesome. So here's what we're going to do, kids. We need you to sing for your parents. We're going to play a game that's going to quiz. It's called Name That Worship Song. And uh, Ms. Beth Falkenberg picked out these five songs that we're going to listen to. She said that you guys know these songs. You're going to be able to rock these songs. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, DJ Haynes is here below me. He's going to um, actually start the tune. And then what I want you guys to do, I'm going to give it just a little bit of time, and then I'll announce what that song is. But as soon as you recognize it, I want your parents to be able to flash their lights at me. Okay? And then we're just going to kind of sing it together for a little bit before we go to the next one, all right? So honk if you understand that. Perfect. All right. That's great. A little bit of interaction. All right. So here we go. The very first song, DJ. Play that too. This is my jam, one. Yeah. That's I love awesome. this one. Is this, Not, a, this isn't ACDC, is it? That. No? <laughs> That was wrong. Okay. I'm not seeing a lot of flashing lights, so I think this crew's not sure. You think you threw it? I think with we're that about ready to get to it right here. All right, so this is God's Great Dance Floor. God's Great Dance Floor. Great, great job. Way to throw him, Jake. I'm not sure that was good. All right, so here we go. We're going to go with the next one. So you guys warmed up. You guys know what this is like, so we're going to play the other one again. I want you to flash the lights when you know it. I just want to make sure. I think they should honk, Len. No, not I, yet, Jake. I think we should honk. Not yet, Jake. You weren't out the first service. Well, I You're just blowing know for it, me in my car, sometimes I don't know how to turn my lights on or off. So I just think we should just go straight to the honk because everybody knows that. Um, I don't agree with Jake. So <laughs> let's just run. Let's run. So go ahead, DJ. Give the next one. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing lights. No, don't honk. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage them, we'll lose control. I see it, I think they know. No, they do not. Hold yes. Hold no, it. Jake, no, Jake. Do it. Woo! Okay. That's like a lion. I'm going to go fine. down now, it, and Jake's going to come up. It's fine. The youth pastors used to not be listening to it, so That's it's all exactly good. That's exactly right. Everything is good. That's exactly right. Okay, good. Like a lion. Very good. Okay, so this next one. I'm going to bow to Jake on this one. For the next one, I want people to beep, okay? But I want you to try to beep, okay, to the beat of the song, okay? This is probably going to get really bad, but we're going to try it anyway. Beat to the beat, beep to the beat of the song. Ready, DJ? All right, here we go. I thought we were flashing our lights. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. All right. That is shake. That is shake. I want to make a comment right now, but I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold it. All right. So for the next one, we're going to try to do the same thing. Same thing. We're going to try to beep with the beat. Okay. Beep with the beat. Okay. All right, DJ. Give the other one. Here we go. Next song. That's that good Irish fall on the floor right there. That's easy to honk, too. Because I'm directing it. All right, my lighthouse. Nice job. Man, I've never been able to do that before. That was kind of awesome. We got 10 good. more. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so for this next one. Here we go. For this next one. Parents, you're going to show your kids how coordinated you are. I need you to flash your lights and beep your horn at the same time. Is this one Bohemian Rhapsody? I see a little silhouette of a man scaramouche. No? Okay. I can't see him, <laughs> but I wish I could jump through that tent right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, here we go for the next song. Remember, flash your lights, honk your horn. Ready, DJ? Let it spin. Quiet. That song is totally appropriate for all of you. All right, for all of you. Thanks a lot. So my kids, uh, I was playing these songs the other day just in preparation for this, and every single song, I didn't tell them what it was, and every single song my son said, Dad, like in complete shock, Daddy, they play that song at church upstairs. And I'm like, that's right, buddy. I can't believe you know that. And then I'd play the next one, and he'd be like, Daddy, they play this song, too. He had no idea. Um, but it was it's just so cool when kids recognize and worship to songs. Last Sunday, I told Kara this. My daughter was singing after the service online, was singing her song, like, all day long. And it just it just warmed my heart. It blessed my heart to see my kids worshiping to that. And I know for Bath and their leaders, um, that's some of their favorite time on Sunday mornings is hearing those kids sing and worship in that way. Well, I want to pick up. Uh, this is, yeah, that's Beth agreeing with me. Uh, so this is picking up where Len left off in John 20. And um, I can't help but feel this morning some of the emotions that the disciples must have felt on this morning, uh, feeling like they'd been uh, maybe abandoned or uh, just unsure of what was next and a ton of fear. They were probably fearful of the Jews that had put Jesus to death. And um, I want you to hear the word when Jesus first appears to the whole group of disciples together. I want you to hear the word that he speaks over them, because I think it's a word for us this morning and for me because of the season that we're in. It says this, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. But Jesus said to them again, and I want us to hear this this morning, peace be with you. In the season that we're in, in the crazy time that we're in, the resurrection, I think, hopefully opens our eyes to new things. And what that means is that Jesus is alive, and in the season that we're in, our King is alive, our Lord is alive, and just like the disciples where fear might creep in, instead it's replaced by his love and his care and his sovereignty and his lordship. And this morning, I can't help but feel like the song we're going to sing next that I'm going to teach us is a song that they might have sung that morning. That as we stand in his love, there's no longer fear. There's no fear at all in his love. We're released from it. Because okay. We're back. Woo! <laughs> Well, I think it wouldn't be church without some technical difficulties, right? All right. Hey, so I can't help but feel uh, like this morning as we enter in uh, to worship that this song that we're going to teach is maybe similar to what the disciples would have sung that morning, uh, that Jesus released them from their fear and replaced it with peace. And so I want to teach this to us as you, as you gather onto it, as you gain onto this song, sing it with me. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Do we think we have it? Let's give it another shot together. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. When darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own 
this morning. He is alive, risen. He's with us by his Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Lord, we just worship again, praising you, Lord, for that love. Um, I just, I know this, this morning I was meditating on the scripture that, God, you proved your love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, you, you sent your son Christ to die for us. So we just worship you, Lord, for that love. Um, that's a securing love feel so secure in it, uh, so comforted in it, so surrounded by it, uh, and that love, Lord, I just, it's, it was perfected in your suffering, uh, and just so beautiful in your suffering, and your death, and in your resurrection that we celebrate this morning, so we praise you, Jesus, we worship you in your name, amen. Amen. Hey, good morning, Freshwater. How you guys doing? <laughs> That is the craziest thing ever. So here's another first, right? Uh, now we're on the radio. 
So uh, we're going to start uh, calling this FBN, Freshwater Broadcasting Network. And uh, good you guys are tuning in. This morning, I mean, it's uh, take a look around. Like, this is one of those moments where you just take a deep breath, look around, because this may not happen again. It may, I don't know. But uh, it's one of those memories in life. Um, and, and this is probably one of the most diverse congregations I think we have. We got like Japanese cars, we got Korean cars, we got German and Italian, American, like we're well represented, very diverse, very diverse. Fords, I see Fords over there, Dodge, I see you, I see you, that's beautiful. So uh, this morning, I um, want to talk about something, because uh, this is so different. What makes Easter, Easter? I don't know if you've ever thought about that question, might think about it more this week, but what makes Easter, Easter? Because this week is not like any Easter we've ever had. I, I've ever had, I know most of us have ever had. And, and as we come into this week, I know some of you have been talking about this, and many of us, like all the traditions that we have that are associated with Easter, like so many of them are, are like up in the air and you know, gone, like we're not even doing them. So what do you do with all those traditions? You know, like the the dressing up and wearing new clothes to Easter, or maybe it's the Easter egg hunt with all the family. Maybe it's just getting all the family together, like that's not going to happen this year. Um, It's the Easter meal and and cooking and all that. And, uh, you know, there's so many traditions that surround Easter, but what makes Easter, Easter? Because we kind of have to answer that question because it's been stripped away, so much of it. And, you know, over the years, we've, we've, I've said this. I know I've said this. Like, what if you could strip everything away and just reduce it down to what the basics are? Well, this year it's been stripped away. And what exactly makes Easter, Easter? And I want to answer that question. It, it's, it starts going back. You have to remember it builds. Easter builds on something. It, it starts way back in the beginning. In Genesis, God creates Adam and Eve, creates us, and to have a relationship with them. And it's, it's an unbelievable idea and reality, the kingdom of God, that we were created to be in his presence, like to just have relationship with him, to know his love, and to love him with all of our heart with all our mind, strength, and our soul. Like, that's what it was supposed to be about. And, and even in that moment, to be able to just worship him, to, to be on our knees and to realize worshiping him and in his presence was what we were created for. Like, the best thing, the most fulfilling moments. And that's where it all started, us with God. And then there's this moment where Adam is tempted, Adam and Eve, and they eat the fruit. And in that moment, they tried to become like God. They, they thought they could, they could do everything, right? That was the temptation. You can just be like God. And so they ate the fruit. And in that moment, what entered into the human race was this soul sickness. It really was. It was this virus of sin that separated them from Christ separated them from God. And from that moment on, the soul was sick, sick with sin, sick with shame, sick and facing judgment for all of it. And no matter how much we tried to do, even in the beginning and going along, there's, there's just no way to cure it. There was no way to fix it. There was no solution, no antidote, no vaccine out there that we could somehow make ourselves cleaned up, righteous, so that we were no longer sick. And in the middle of that moment, God's already, his plan to save us is going on. He he brings the law in. And the law shows us how pure, how righteous God is. And to understand Easter, you have to understand the law and that God's holiness and his standard of righteousness is so high. And everybody looked at it, and, and we all still look at it today and go, there's no way you can do it. There's no way we can somehow find a way to 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 fill it to fulfill it, to live perfectly. It's just not possible. It's, it's impossible. And you would, we would look at the law and think, God, that's so mean of you. Why would you inter- even introduce this? Well, see, the law doesn't, it, it reflects the character of God. God's character doesn't change. It just shows us how big and how incredibly difficult it, it would be and impossible for us to ever cure ourselves. 
And Easter wouldn't be Easter without remembering that, but then also remembering Christmas. Because Christmas is that moment where God says, I'm going to save you. And he sends Christ. And Jesus comes willingly, and, and he becomes one of us, sets aside the expression of his deity, the full expression of that, and becomes like us, a servant, he says, humbled himself. And he lived a life, and, and he did what no one else has ever done in the history of the world. He lived a perfect life. He was the one in the middle of all the sickness and the virus all around him and the curse of this world, and yet he never failed to live a holy and righteous life. Easter would not be Easter without remembering that. And then this past week, you know, just a few days ago on Friday, we stopped to remember Christ in Good Friday. And Good Friday was that moment, as Pastor Lynn was talking about, where Jesus was unjustly, wrongly accused and arrested, tried, found guilty, beaten, tortured, crucified on the cross. And in the cross is this moment where Christ's body became our sacrifice. He willingly chose to become our sacrifice. His body break, breaking for us or broken for us. His, his blood poured out for us and his blood becomes what? Our, our salvation, the vaccine, the, the, what cures the soul sickness. Because without blood shed, the life shed, we're not saved. We're not redeemed. And so Christ took on our sin and the punishment and died for us. And we left Good Friday there contemplating that and remembering that, looking forward to Easter. Because when you, when you, when you have Good Friday built upon all this, you get to Easter and, and all this stuff comes to this one day. And this is what Easter is about. Easter is about the resurrection of Christ. It's the day that God the Father recognized that Jesus' death was unjust. He was innocent. He was pure. And because of that purity and that righteousness, God raised him to life, acknowledged and accepted his sacrifice and raised him. And he's at the right hand of the Father. And he is now in heaven offering salvation. He's conquered sin. He's conquered death. He's conquered shame, and he offers us a restoration of what, was it all, what it was supposed to be like back in the beginning, relationship with God, connection with God. He's the antidote. His blood, his life has now become our salvation. And it's an amazing, amazing moment. And so we've stripped away everything, right? I don't know what traditions you have. I don't know what you think about Easter. But that really is the essence of Easter. We don't need to be inside of there to celebrate the resurrection of Christ and our salvation. And there's, there's one other thing about Easter that makes Easter Easter. And that's our response and I, I want to talk to those of you who, I don't know if you're listening in or watching on Facebook or maybe you're even here today. What makes Easter Easter is our response to Christ. And you may not have ever thought about, you know, what should I believe about Christ? Maybe you don't follow Christ. Maybe you're not sure. But I would ask you today, what would it take for you to say, I want to follow Christ? Because Jesus offers this to us. He says, if anyone would believe in me that I am God, that I am the Savior of the world, believe in their heart, and then confess that aloud, confess that to men and confess that before others, you'll be saved. And, and I guess my question to you is, what other sign do you need? We're living in probably one of the biggest signs of our generation, a sign where we've seen the world brought to its knees. The world has no answer. The world has been reduced. Every nation has been impacted by this, shut down by this. Our entire culture, all the things that we thought we had strength in, we could find security in, they're all ripped away. There's nothing left. What other sign do you need to see that this world does not have something that can save us? This is it. Christ is the salvation we need, what our hearts long for, what would cure the soul sickness. Christ is the vaccine. 
Christ is the one that can come into our lives and cure it all. And that's what makes Easter, Easter, and your response. And I would encourage you where you are, if you've never chosen to follow Christ, I, I would encourage you to do it. It's not hard. It's really actually simple. It's a big decision, but it's simple. It is simply saying that to Christ, would you save me? I need you to come and cure the sickness. I need your forgiveness and I'll follow you. And it's big. It's not only saying, I need your salvation, but it's also saying, I give you my life. You're the Lord. And I'll follow you. It's simply that. And, and you can do that right there in your car. You can do that at home where you are. If you're making that decision today, I would encourage you, too, to reach out. It says to confess. Like, you, you have to talk about this. This is something you don't hide Get on our website, email one of us on staff. You can see who's on staff. Email me, reach out to me, maybe to someone here. Tell them about this decision. And, and if you're still wondering, hey, you know, I don't know, I still got questions, I would encourage you, we, we've got something called Alpha. It's, called the, it's the Greek word for beginning. And Alpha starts here in a couple weeks. It's eight weeks long. We're going to do it on Zoom. And it's a, it's a place where you watch a 30-minute video, and then you got about a 45-minute time where you're in a group, and it's people asking questions about all this. Because you may have questions, especially in light of all that's going on with the virus. And you have questions about, how does God, how do I reconcile God with sickness and death, and how does this all work, and maybe other questions like that. That's the place to come. Listen in on that. Check that out. You can get on our website and follow or find out more details about that. The other part of Easter that makes Easter Easter is, is the response from those who have chosen to follow Christ. And you're here because many of you follow Christ and, and you sing these songs and you hear this scripture read. And, and Jesus, when he said this, he, he's like, he predicted, he's like, look, I'm going to have to die. I'm going to be crucified, but I'm going to be raised to life. He called it ahead of time, multiple times in John 20, Lynn, Pastor Lynn read it. It says, the scripture says that he must rise from the dead. And we're here because we believe it. And we're here to celebrate this. And once again, on an Easter Sunday, we don't need to be in there, but we're here to worship God. There's this cool story that happened in the Old Testament. There was this, uh, Israel was going into land, that they were going to attack a city, and God said, I want you to march around the city, and I want, I want the priest to blow the horns, the ram horn. And uh, normally most of us don't have a horn on a Sunday morning in church. And most of us would not want somebody to have a horn for obvious reasons. But everybody's got a horn today. And, and what's cool about this is Christ goes on to teach us that we have become the priests, the priestesses of him. So you've got a horn, all right? And I want you to do this. We're going we're gonna to end the service this way. Since we can't give the hugs and we can't give the handshakes and we can't raise our hands, we're going to do the horn and we're going to do the he is risen, right? So tradition has it. What we do is I say, or a pastor, Lynn just said this, but he is risen and you go, he is risen indeed, but we can't hear you. So instead, you're just going to honk indeed, all right? You're going to give two honks indeed. So I'm going to say he is risen, you're going to go indeed. We'll do that three times and uh, let's blow our horn for Jesus. How about that? And this is how we're going to end it today. So here we go. One, two, three. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Praise Jesus. Have a great Sunday. Let's hear it. Raise him. Come on. <laughs> Woo. Hey, if you can let the uh, parking attendants uh, dismiss you, that'd be great. Causes less chaos. God bless you guys. Well, uh, hey, we'll see you online sometime on FBN. <laughs>